Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty-one. <laughs> Just sitting here doing a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast? Yeah. Oh, we're, hi. 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 Uh, it's my favorite haunting, the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. <laughs> hey, twice in a row, right? Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> we'll see if we can keep it up when we get together again. God knows when. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget all about it. Oh... We don't really have anything to talk about. Oh, oh we remind, have a contest. A reminder on the contest, yes. You guys, it's the Name Yourself contest. Yes. I'm, oh my God, yes. The Go Name Yourself contest. <laughs> That's what I'm going to make it. Go Name Yourself. <laughs> uh, it was suggested that our viewers need a name. Yeah. Uh, so we made it a contest. Other, and other than our viewers. <laughs> just, all you have to do... Ultimately, the poll is going to be on Facebook. So if you don't, I know there are some people who, and I feel your pain Mm -hmm. that you don't have Facebook or your joy, however you look at it. Yes. (laughs) It's it's joyful because I fucking hate Facebook, but it's a pain because so much is done on Facebook that if you don't have it, you're excluded. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say anybody can submit either DM us through your chosen social platform. Mm -hmm. That's what we didn't do last episode. Rate, review, oh follow, no, we didn't. Whatever. Well, I mean, you guys know by now. Um, I hope so. <laughs> anyway, DM us through your chosen social media platform or email us at myfavoritehaunting at gmail dot com. Um, your suggestion, um, for example, fans of the X Files are called X Files with a PH. Yes. Fans of the podcast My Favorite Murder are called Murderinos. Okay. Um, what other Hanson fans are called Hansonites? Oh, okay. <laughs> what 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 else is there? What other giant fan Potterheads? Uh, oh, Harry Potter fans are Potterheads. Oh, we are. Yeah. I didn't know we were Potterheads. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's been around for a while. Um, what about Marvel fans? Yeah, I know. I was just thinking that. I don't think Marvel fans have one. No. Marvelous. I feel like it should be the Marvelous. The Marvelous Marvel fans. <laughs> uh, the Marvelettes. That was a group. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Hey. <laughs> As I pull off my best Nick Fury and sing into a dish scrubbing brush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, that was a Captain Marvel reference. Yeah. Are we ever going to get through an episode where I don't make a Marvel reference? Wait, I don't Did you so. last episode? I did briefly mention Avengers. Oh. I think I just said Avengers. <laughs> I think that's all it was, but <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's so prevalent. I just like don't hear it anymore. I know. Well, I mean, it's so ingrained into society. Into society? I mean, out of your mouth? (laughs) 
No. (laughs) See, you live under a rock, so you don't know this, but they, um, they broke like every record ever for the box office. So like the previous, I think the previous record holder was Avatar for domestic, uh, sales mm-hmm. and i think it was like 800 million or something like that and it literally was like the article came out of how close they were to beating them and mm-hmm. then like by the end of that day i think tomorrow end game had marvel fans were like nope <laughs> well i mean because i think it had just been the the time that it took to write the article and then publish it uh-huh. i think like the trend was already going Wow. And it was like by the end of that day or the next morning or something, it was like um, Endgame had um, broken a billion dollars at the box office wow. domestically. So like, or yeah, I think it's the first movie to ever do that. Crazy. So, I mean, it literally like is everywhere. <laughs> like there's no getting away from it. It's just there. It's just always there. Like Harry Potter will always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a thing that is. Um Anyway, what were we talking about? Our contest. So oh, yes. DM us or email us your best suggestion and we'll put it to a vote. We'll put all suggestions up. It's going to be a Facebook poll on our page. Um, I don't, maybe you don't, I don't know. Do you need an account to vote in a poll? I don't know. I've never voted in a poll, so I'm not sure. I have, but only while I've had an account. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, you can try. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess if that doesn't work, you can email us your vote. I guess you could. I don't know. Regardless, you have until July 29th to get your suggestions in. Then we're going to put it up to a vote. And the winner will receive, in addition to their suggestion going down in internet infamy for all eternity... (laughs) Um, a special prize pack. Yes. That's a surprise. Yes. A surprise prize pack. Because we don't like telling you things. <laughs> we like to keep the mystery alive. It's more fun that way. Yeah. It'll be some cool shit though. <laughs> It'll be some cool shit that you'll get for free that everyone else will have to pay for. Sounds good. Cause we have merch now. Oh yeah, we do. and that's that yep should we talk about ghosts no okay I guess if you have to (laughs) we could talk about um I don't know now I'm drawing a blank. I feel like I always have so much to talk about. And now I'm like, let's talk about something else. And I don't know. Oh, well. We got ghost stories, right? Oh, did you want to talk about a ghost? You can first. Okay. I'll talk about a ghost. Oh, by the way, I did the Borden house. Surprise! Surprise! Nobody knew that. <laughs> it's a complete shock. Is that in this state? Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay. I forget. Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, Small little rich town. um, Very affluent town. Um, And actually, the Borden family was known for being wealthy. Oh. Um, 
Andrew Borden, however, Lizzie's father, um, he was well off, not as like filthy rich as the rest of his family Mm -hmm. and, um, lived kind of away from them. Okay. Uh, so this, this one was a little bit, I really hope yours is good because this is really more historical. It was a little disappointing. It was, well, not so much disappointing. There was actually a review on TripAdvisor because it's a bed and breakfast now. (laughs) There's actually a review on TripAdvisor that was super duper long and it was this guy and his girlfriend. They're both paranormal researchers Mm -hmm. and they stayed a couple of nights and they investigated and I was getting really hyped. Yeah. And then I get to the end and he says, this place is most definitely haunted. If you want the details on that, contact me at the email listed above. Oh, come on. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. And it, like, it was a really detailed review. And mm-hmm. if you're just looking for a bed and breakfast review, it was really good. <laughs> but like, he was talking about them doing like invest, like investigating the yeah. rooms and everything. So I was waiting for like the, like, okay, cool. What'd you experience? What'd yeah. you find? And then it gets all the way to the bottom and there's like two sentences where he's like, um, this place is most definitely haunted. We experienced a lot. If you want those details, contact me at the email listed above. And I'm like, come on, man. Just put it in. Like you can't. Ah. Um, but apparently the beds are very, very firm and there's a lot of um, traffic noise from outside. <laughs> okay. Um, and he also mentioned a lack of heat. And he thought that that was – he wrote in there – this was – I'm pretty sure this was most definitely paranormal because <laughs> I don't know. It, it sounded like it may have just been the one room, mm-hmm. but maybe the heat just didn't work in Because he's like, there was no heat, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it was the East oh, Eastern Paranormal Research is the name of um, his, his group, him and his girlfriend's group. Um. Anyway, so everybody knows the story of Lizzie Borden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a really good little documentary on biography, mm-hmm. and there's a but there's that like Christina Ricci. Oh yeah, I remember movie or miniseries. I don't remember. And then the, another one just came out with Kristen Stewart. Really? Yeah. Um, I think that might be the one, or one of them poses the theory. That she and was and Bridget lesbian? the maid were having an affair. I think. I think that is that one. Um, oh, that's the newest one that I've heard of. I actually heard about yeah. that one too. Well, I mean, there's. At, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I mean, after the deaths and after the trial, and she went back and she lived in that house. She stayed in that house, and um, she hosts. She was like obsessed with like the theater, mm-hmm. and she hosted parties for actors and theater. Hurt, like people mm-hmm. constantly and there's like really solid rumors that her and this one particular actress had a long-term affair okay so i mean it's not that out of the realm of possibility you okay. know um it just like for the time period it would have been yeah under wraps for the most part and i think that's why it's like scandal because it's you know turn of the century 1900s like you, you did those things were not okay. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so I have more history than anything, which everybody probably knows the basics. Um, Lizzie Andrew Borden was born to, her middle name is Andrew, Hmm. born to Andrew and Sarah Borden. Sarah, she had an older sister, Emma, who I think was like 10 or 12 years older than her. Hmm. Um, Sarah, their mother, died when Lizzie was still just a toddler. Um, And a few years later, when Lizzie was five, Andrew remarried to Abby. Oh, she had a really, she had a lot of names. (laughs) Abby something gray. I can't remember what the second name was, but anyways, he, he remarried to Abby Borden, Abby gray. So who became Abby Borden? Um, at the time. So it wasn't like a mar. It wasn't like he fell in love again. It was a marriage of necessity. Mm-hmm. Abby was in her thirties and would have been considered a spinster. Hi, <laughs> she's me. Uh, and um, she lived on her own. She needed a husband because mm-hmm. back then, God forbid, a woman lived on her own. Um, <laughs> I'd have been burned at the stake by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Andrew needed a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, he had two daughters, and he's older. I don't know how old he was, but all of his pictures, he looks like an old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it was a marriage of like necessity or convenience. You know, he had money, yeah. she needed a husband. So um Lizzie, so because of the age difference, Lizzie considered Emma more of a mother than a sister. Mm-hmm. And even outright said like Abby would never she'd never be a mother to her. Like that's my father's wife. Mm-hmm. My mother died and she always referred to her. She never referred to her as her mother. She referred to her as Mrs. Borden. Okay. Um, so that definitely like strained relationships there. Yeah. Um, Lizzie was a known klepto and there is, uh, <laughs> I forget the name of the okay. department store, but there was a department store nearby that she would always go and they knew, like mm-hmm. they knew what she was doing. She would go in and she would steal shit. <laughs> but because the family was, prominent Borden mm. was such a prominent name yeah. that the you know the management just told staff just write down whatever she took and we'll bill her father and oh. he paid he he paid for everything okay uh so she thinks that she's getting away with all this shit and she wasn't it's just <laughs> that your family is rich so you don't get in trouble um interesting uh to increase strains between everybody Andrew bought a house and gave it to Abby. Um, and so then Lizzie's like, what the fuck? Why are you buying her houses? Like, why don't I get a house? Why doesn't Emma get a house? So then Andrew... So, like, Abby just, like, moved out and lived on her own or something? No, but it was like... Because when, you, when you're filthy rich like that, you just have houses and buy houses for people. Okay. So, like... <laughs> It I it probably was more of like a like she could sell the house and get money for it. Oh, if she needed okay. to kind of thing. Um, so to like settle that, mm-hmm. he gave uh, Lizzie and Emma. He gave them a house that was, I think, his father's house. It mm-hmm. said their grandfather's house. That they turned around and sold and just took the money from. <laughs> because it wasn't about 
them having their own house. It was yeah. about why are you buying her shit? Yeah. Why aren't you buying us shit? Like we're your daughters. Yeah. Um, and then Emma, it was, um, it was like noted that Emma was always super protective of Lizzie mm-hmm. and like always, like just always like had her back for everything. Um, so not too long before the murders in 1892. So the murders were August 4th, 1890. Oh, spoiler alert. There, someone gets murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't have an exact date, but it was like late spring or early summer, 1892. Um, there was a break in at the Borden house. It was the middle of the day, broad daylight. Um, the only thing touched was Abby's desk drawer up on the second floor. Nothing else in the house was disturbed. Um, $50 in cash and, and, um, jewelry was taken. Mm-hmm. So Andrew filed a police report. They did inv- they started an investigation. Excuse me. After about two weeks, Andrew called off the investigation, which, um, the biography documentary, the guy that was talking about it, which the only thing I remember about him was he looked out of place in a suit and he was trying to cover up his super, super thick Boston accent <laughs> and it would only pop out on certain words and it sounded really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but he noted that the this would have been really out of character mm-hmm. for who he was because he was kind of um, affluent. Mm-hmm. So he and and for he said for his temperament so like he sounded like he would have been the kind of guy to be like oh no 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 no. fuck you you took my shit like you trust me like you came into my house like i'm gonna get you yeah so to me that sounds so and then so then after that he started insisting on keeping every door in the house locked so like every door in the house is locked. Mm-hmm. So inside, yeah. not just the exterior doors. Okay. Um, so it sounds like he either discovered that it was an, an like an inside job. Mm-hmm. Come on. It was Lizzie. I was going to say he found the jewelry in Lizzie's room. Yeah. <laughs> so like, or he suspected. Yeah. Or something. Like, but, like, he knew, like, and he's not going to send his daughter. Like, he pays for all the shit that she shoplifts. Yeah. You know? Like, he's not going to send her to jail for this. She has a smug little smile on her face for the next two weeks when they're talking to the police and stuff. <laughs> but, the so the weird thing about this, though, is he locks his bedroom door every morning, mm-hmm. but then leaves the key right up on, out on the mantle. But I wonder if that was almost like... I dare you? Yeah. Or like um like a test. Mm-hmm. Like I leave this key like right here and we'll see like are you going to take it and go in and you know. I don't know. So I mean, I mean from all of this it seems like she's got like – and then the fact that her sister is like so protective of her too. Yeah. So like she just gets away with shit. Yeah. Um, but nobody confronts her on anything, mm-hmm. but they just cover up for her like after the fact. Um, 
So the first few days of August, so I, the note that I took is, is everyone in the house got sick, but then I saw somewhere else that it was only Andrew and Abby that were sick. So that kind of varies, but it sounded like it was either, it was either the flu because mm-hmm. they were like violently like vomiting. Yeah. So it was either the flu or something was poisoned. Um, on August 3rd, so that was like August 1st or 2nd. And then Mm -hmm. on August 3rd, witnesses say that Lizzie went into the drugstore and tried to buy prussic acid from the pharmacist. Okay. She claimed to, she needed it to kill moths that had infested something. Wool? (laughs) I don't know. No, it was like seal skin, but I forget what it was. Like a coat or a cape or something. Um, Seal skin. You fucking piece of shit. Uh, Anyway, it was a different time. Yeah. Trying not to judge too hard. Uh, But he wouldn't sell it to her without a prescription. Okay. But so this sucks out of my mind because if we're going to say that they were poisoned Mm -hmm. unsuccessfully because they didn't die. But... That was before she went to try to buy yeah. the poison. So I you could look at it as her first attempt failed. Yeah, so and she went to get something else. So she else. went tried to try something else. But then where did she get the first yeah. batch of whatever it was that she used? And um, they also noted that in the – well, they didn't use autopsy, but autopsy – whatever an autopsy was in 1892, that there was no evidence of poisoning. But then also what kind of talk screen are you running in 1892? Yeah. You can't really do like a blood panel. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know how they tested for that stuff. I mean, I assume there'd be some kind of organ damage. Yeah. Um, but if it wasn't enough, that might not show up. I don't, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> um, so the morning of August 4th, they had had their uncle which was their mother's brother. Okay. Um, their biological mother's brother mm-hmm. had stayed the night. Um, so he and Andrew and Abby all had breakfast in the kitchen together. Mm-hmm. Emma was out of town at a house party in Fairhaven. Is that Connecticut? Um, possibly. I don't know. Wherever Fairhaven. It might be Massachusetts. I don't know. I don't know New England science. Uh, All those states blur together for me. (laughs) They uh, so they all have breakfast together. So Lizzie slept in. She didn't eat with them, but that wasn't uncommon because Mm -hmm. you know she She hated her stepmother. Yeah. Uh, So Andrew left with the uncle. I forgot his name already. (laughs) I just saw it too. Uh, They left. Um, Abby had the maid, Bridget, uh, clean the downstairs windows inside and out while she went upstairs to remake up the guest bed and clean up the guest room where the uncle had stayed. Um, that was the last time she was seen alive. She was killed sometime between nine and nine 30 in the morning. Andrew returned home around quarter to 11, which was earlier than usual for him. And this guy said, 
probably unfortunately for him that particularly day, that particular day, probably unfortunately for him <laughs> that he was home early that day. <laughs> probably. Just probably. Just probably. Man got 41 whacks to the face with a hatchet. Yeah. Probably unfortunate. It actually wasn't 40 and 41. It was um, 11 and 9. <laughs> 9 and 11. Abby got 9. Andrew got 11. Okay. Uh, those numbers don't flow as well no. in a nursery rhyme, though. So. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't get into the house. All the doors were locked. Um, For his stipulation. No, but it wasn't normally he should have been able to get into the side door oh. and he couldn't because I think the um, there was like an extra lock oh, that the okay. key didn't work in. So he couldn't get in. So he went to the front door and was and knocked. And so Bridget was inside, back inside at this time. So she comes to let him in. And as she's opening the door, she hears Lizzie laughing from the upstairs landing right above them, which would have been right next to the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then uh, Lizzie comes down. Andrew asks her where Abby is, and she tells him that she received a note calling her away. So Andrew sits down on the sofa in the sitting room, mm-hmm. and he ends up dozing off for a bit. I don't know how they know that. Maybe there's because there's no defensive wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last time he was alive. Okay. And then he was murdered right on that. So, and I mean, those are the famous pictures. Um, Abby is upstairs right next to the bed. Yeah. That's the guest room. And then um, Andrew's sprawled out across that that Victorian couch sofa. Thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, that's fancy. We call that a sofa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I'm up in the air. If, I mean, I feel like it probably was her. I don't think that she acted alone, though. I think she had help. And the way that house is set up, there's two staircases. There's mm-hmm. one in the front next to the guest room, and there's one in the back. And all the rooms upstairs are – there's no hallway upstairs. All the rooms are – you have to go through one room to get to another one. And there's one of the door – I don't know if it's this way anymore, but at the time, the doorway between Lizzie's room and Andrew and Abby's room was nailed shut mm-hmm. so that you couldn't pass between. You would have to go downstairs and come back up to get between them. That's a really weird setup. Yeah. Like why? Well, I'm pretty sure the door being nailed shut was either Lizzie doing it as like a fuck you to them. Yeah. Or it was Andrew doing it to keep Lizzie out. Yeah. From stealing more of Abby's stuff. Just the fact that there's no hall and you have to go through everyone's room. Yeah. It's It's a weird setup. Like it doesn't make sense. I wonder if it was that way from the start or if it was one of those cases of let's make this a room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, look at all this space. We could make an extra room here. Mm, maybe. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, just, that's just strange to me. <laughs> but either way, I mean, you could even say that it wasn't her at all because the setup of the house, you, I feel like you could sneak around in there. Like with two staircases at different ends of the house, yeah. The way that is, I feel like you could easily man- like maneuver around that house and not be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was probably her though. Um, I I even would not be surprised if 
Because thinking about it and her and Bridget were the only ones home. Mm -hmm. If there was something going on between the two of them. And like I didn't watch this newest one yet. And I mean it's a drama. So it's, you know, it's fake. But. And Abby caught them maybe? You thinking? Oh, no. I'm absolutely sure it was like. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you. I want you to die. I want you out of my life. But. I'm thinking, like, if they had something going on and then they plotted this together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lizzie wasn't a suspect at first because a woman couldn't do this. A woman couldn't be so violent. But then they questioned, like, oh, I wonder why she didn't faint when she found the body. And it's, it, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of sexism that comes into play here. Yeah. Like, a lot. Because like all of like all of that like quote unquote evidence that was being thrown around, it was all on the basis of well, she's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> which is like okay, underestimate me, bitches, please. <laughs> Makes my job easier. Um, but and then they said that if it were going to be a woman, she would have poisoned them. <laughs> but didn't we just have? They were sick, right? Um, and then I think Abby even said, like, I think somebody might have poisoned the bread. There might have, like, okay. I don't know why you would go straight to the bread, but maybe that's the only thing that only those two ate. Maybe. Or it tasted funny or something. And then after the fact, she's like, well, that bread did taste weird. Um, but she eventually, her friend, I think it was her friend Alice, caught her burning a dress in the kitchen stove. mm and she said something like, I wouldn't do that if I were you, or I wouldn't be seen doing that if I were you. And then Lizzie was like, no, there's paint on it. It's useless to me now. So I may as well burn it. <laughs> it's like, you're burning evidence. But it, I think that was the one, that was the tipping point where they were like, okay, you're, you're burning a dress like two days after your, your father and stepmother were murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but she claims that she was out in the barn at the time looking for lead to fix a screen. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's one of the, it's like, it's a, he said, she said thing. Like there are no witnesses. There's no witnesses. So like, it's all circumstantial evidence. So it's like, it's not a wonder that she was acquitted. Um, but apparently the judge's directions to the jury when they went to deliberate were really heavily weighted towards pushing for an acquittal and the jury went in and they deliberated an hour. But the only reason they took an hour was to not give the impression that they had already made up their minds beforehand. <laughs> so, and it also was a case of this is an affluent family, a well-known yeah. family in Massachusetts, and you know we're not going to put her in prison. Okay. Um, when she moved, when she went back, because the trial was not in. Um, I almost said Falls Church. What did I say? Where were we? Falls I, River. I was going to say I have no idea. <laughs> Falls Church is in Virginia. I knew that wasn't right. Um, oh my God, it's right there. Falls River. So the trial was not in Falls River. They, they didn't have any, when they arrested her, they didn't have anywhere to put a woman. Uh-huh. So they, I forget where they had the trial. I want to say it was Boston. Okay. Um, which makes sense because it's the nearest big city, right? Uh, so when she moved back to Falls River, so everybody in that town knows her. It's a small town, small yeah. community. Um, and they basically just ostracized her for life. Yeah. So she was just kind of like, 
excluded from everything. Like she showed up to church and Mm. it was like, so every family like owned their own pew. Yeah. So she went and sat in her family's pew and then everyone surrounding hers was empty. Oh, because yeah. (laughs) So it was like, cause it was one of like the, on the, on, um, the biography documentary, they were saying like, it was never explicitly said, but it was one of those things that was known. Like, mm-hmm. you know that you're not welcome here. Yeah. No one's told you you're not welcome here, but you know that you're not welcome here. So it was kind of like she was acquitted legally, but socially, she, no. Yeah. So that's when she kind of was just like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And, um, you know, she stayed in the house. She named, she renamed it um, Ma- Maple. Oh, shit. Maple something. Maplewood? Maple, I don't remember. She changed her name to Lizbeth. So she, like on calling cards and stuff, it, she would write, um, it would be Elizabeth Borden or Elizabeth Andrew Borden of Maplecroft. Mm-hmm. Or she sometimes just wrote Lizbeth Maplecroft. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, she was trying to get away from it. So basically the rest of her life yeah. until she died, I think she died in 1927, Um, she basically, I mean, she had like the paparazzi following her and reporting on her for the rest of her life. Like anything that she did, it was in the papers, Mm -hmm. everything, any kind of rumor, just the smallest rumor. If it was interesting at all, it got blown out of proportion Mm -hmm. and was put. So it's like, it's kind of like, yeah, we don't know that she did this, but she did it. So it's kind of like on the one hand, it's kind of like, would you got away with murder literally mm-hmm. so like fuck you we're gonna put you on blast for everything but then at the same time it's like well now she's an old lady and like what are you doing and like what if the historians would like knew her because they're like like she, i mean i don't know how old this um documentary was it looked like it was from like maybe the early 90s mm-hmm. but it it's one of those things that it might have been 2000 <laughs> but this one woman she was just the cutest little old lady so like she's she knew her yeah and she's like she said i always knew her to be like so like nice and polite and kind but i also knew her as an old woman (laughs) so yeah um you know people change yeah uh and i mean it also could have just been this fucking bitch is in here trying to take over and then she just got that rage out of her system and then that was it. Yeah. Um, but she stayed in that house. She hosted um, – she was really, really into theater and she hosted parties for um, the, you know, well-known um, actors, like theater actors of yeah. performers of that time. And there was an alleged long-term affair between her and – Nance someone. Nance O'Neill. It says not to be confused with Australian-born British actress Nancy O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Nance O'Neill. Uh, she was a well-known performer. She had So later in life, Lizzie had health complications and she died. I think the official diagnosis was pneumonia, but it, um, complications after a surgery. And she died on June 1st, 1927. And her sister, Emma, who defended her, like, tooth and nail Mm -hmm. her entire life, like, 
no, my sister didn't do this. Yeah. Um, however, once Lizzie moved back into the house and started with like the parties and stuff, Emma mm-hmm. moved out. Yeah. And they, I think they had no contact after that, but she still defended her. So, um, yeah. Um, she died nine days later. Interesting. Nine days after Lizzie. Mm -hmm. Um, Bridget, the maid, she, um, so the murders, the August 4th was a Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Bridget did not stay in the house that night. She came back on Friday and then left Saturday and never came back. So I assume that she went back and got her stuff and booked and she never came back to that house. Um, so as far as hauntings, uh, there, so the, I don't know if it's still the current owner, but a few years ago, the owner at the time, they were doing like renovations Mm -hmm. and turning it into the bed, or they had turned it into the bed and breakfast. And they had, so one of the common reports is like a mist. Yeah. And she had said she was in the sitting room and she saw this mist like manifest. And it was almost as tall as the doorway. Oh, Um, And there are two photos. You can find them online. Um, one is, they're both of the mist. One is, uh, like right where Abby was found. Mm-hmm. It's, um, in the guest room, like right next to the bed. Cause the bed's set up in the same place. And it's like, yeah. if you compare, cause you have the crime scene photos. So yeah. if you compare them side by side, like the furniture is in the same place mm-hmm. and the mist is, um, kind of like right where her body was. Okay. And then the other one is down in the sitting room and it's like right in front of, that sofa. Okay. And it's kind of like this long, just mist. And it's like a really like white, like it's there. <laughs> it's really there. Um, both staff and guests, uh, report sounds of a woman weeping. Uh, some have seen a woman in Victoria clothing, dusting the furniture and straightening up the bed covers up in the guest room. And that would have been because Abby had gone up there Mm -hmm. after the uncle had left to straighten the room back up again. Um, it's, this is the bed covers being like straightened has even happened when there's been a guest in the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, 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 don't make the bed. I'm sleeping here. Um, that means get up. You're sleeping too late. Uh, sounds of footsteps up and down the stairs, uh, going across the floor upstairs, uh, even when there's nobody else in the house, Hmm. um, doors open and close on their own. Um, there's been sounds of muffled conversation when no one else is there. That one, I wonder though, because that one guy had mentioned the traffic noise. Yeah. So I wonder if that's actually coming from outside and they just don't realize that's a possibility. Because that's happened to me in my house where yeah. I hear like ta- like distinct talking and I'm like, where the fuck is that? And then it, like there's somebody outside, which yeah. is like there's never anybody outside. So when there is, it's like, yeah, oh my God, there's somebody out there. And it happened. Like, I think, like people walking by on the sidewalk yeah, or something? <laughs> yeah. Which never like last summer, like, and it was late. It was like one in the morning and I heard a conversation and I was like, what the fuck? And it sounded like it was downstairs. Oh. And yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck? And then I go and look out the window and there's two guys out on the sidewalk. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing out there at one o'clock in the morning, you weirdos? But it like, cause sometimes you don't realize yeah. how easily sound travels. Uh, and then from, oh, our good friends at prairieghost.com, uh, <laughs> There's a story of a guest who stayed there. Um, he was not interested in ghosts at all. Like they were, he went there with his wife. I guess it was like her idea to go. Um, he took their luggage upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, the room had been perfectly made up when he entered. The bed was smooth and made, like tight. Everything was where it was supposed to be. Um, so he goes. So he goes about um, unpacking the suitcases, mm-hmm. and then he looks over at the bed. He hasn't been near the bed. He hasn't touched it or anything. It's now the blankets are all rumpled and he was the only one in there and he hadn't been over there at all, but it looked like somebody had like sat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as he's watching it, he notices it starts to look like it's the shape of like a human body, like mm-hmm. lying on top. And then the pillow has the indent of a head. Okay. So it looks like someone's lying there. So ghost hunters investigated that. Uh-huh. They determined that it just, because the mattress was old and over time it sinks. Yeah. And that the blankets, once you make them, uh-huh. you can make them as tight as you want, but because the mattress has an impression now, they sink into it. Okay. Um, I have two issues with this. Well, one is, will be explained. Um, but that other review on TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. that guy had been complaining about how firm the mattresses were. Yeah. So I don't think that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the other half of that is this guy, uh, he got freaked out, so he went downstairs and sat down. Yeah. On the murder couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, he's not into this, so yeah. he's like, you know, he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so his wife finds him and, she, you know, what are you doing here? Like, what? Because I guess he was kind of freaking out. And so he's like, I'll show you. So he brings her back upstairs and takes her into the room and the bed is back to being perfectly made. Yeah. Flat bl- the blankets flat and straight, the pillows nice. fluffed up again. Um and that was the guest room where because you can stay in any of the bedrooms, and that yeah. was the guest one where Abby was murdered. Um and that's a common uh observation is the is it looking like somebody lying there. Okay. Um but like I said, I don't really buy Ghost Hunter's explanation for that because this other guy was like, but because then it remakes itself, like it's not going to un, yeah, settle itself. And then the other guy was complaining about how hard the mattresses were, so it's yeah. not going to sink. So, Ghost Hunters, oh Ghost Hunters, um, they didn't have a lot. I don't think they had anything. Oh, um. They didn't offer any kind of explanation for the mist, though. Those photos with the mist. They yeah. didn't offer any kind of debunking. Um, and they just did the thing with the debunking the bed, which I don't agree with. And then at the end, Steve says, 
I think any place with a gift shop is probably not haunted. <laughs> Steve, oh, Steve, I would like to bring your attention to Eastern State Penitentiary, the USS North Carolina, the Myrtles Plantation. Those are just off the top of my head. Those places all have gift shops. Those places, you guy, you guys, <laughs> all found a plethora of evidence. <laughs> so, and I mean, I'm sure if I went back and started watching all of their episodes, I could find a whole lot more. Oh, probably. That have gift shops that you guys have determined to be haunted. So I disagree with that statement. Steve, do your research. Um <laughs> No, well, I mean, think before you speak. Maybe. Well, no, I have I have a theory about this, but I'm no. not gonna. Uh, not not the time or place. No, it just. I I mean, I think that goes back to reality TV not being real. No, yeah, and everything having a spin. Okay. Um, and like a little push in one direction versus another. Mm. Um, but, but I, I, I really strongly disagree with, with that statement yes. for sure. I was really disappointed in that. Like, ouch, that's harsh and untrue. Uh, anyway, I would love to investigate this house. I don't think I'd want to, I might stay in one of the other bedrooms. I don't want to stay in a room where somebody was brutally murdered. No, I don't either. That doesn't appeal to me. It fe- well, it feels disrespectful to me. Because it's not like, you know, it like, like that was a person. Yeah. You know, I, there's a fine line to tread between like, it's not fun and games Yeah, when it like, you know what I mean? Even though it was so long ago. Yeah. It's still like, man, this woman was fucking, it was bad. Yeah. So, like, they say the blood spatter was, like, clear across the room. Like, it was definitely a rage killing. Yeah. And it just, it's really terrible. You know? So, it, like, these things, it's, like, they're so fascinating for, like, the history and to debate over it. And I think because it's technically unsolved because she was acquitted. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's so fascinating to go over different theories and speculate about different things, but it like you really have to walk that fine line and still be respectful and realize that these were real people. Yeah. So that's the Borden house. Yes, and uh, I learned some stuff because I didn't know the whole story about it all. I, as with many things, for some like I don't know why this is why <laughs> this is why I listen to my favorite murder, I guess. From an absurdly young age, my parents had weird child rearing ethics because <laughs> for as strict as my upbringing was, but I was I, like they were the first ones to buy me books on like Jack the Ripper and Lizzie <laughs> Borden and Oh my like yeah, like serial killers galore. I mean, from like single digits. That's not I was good. like fascinated with these things. So, what came first, the fascination or the books? I know, right? Like, how <laughs> did I get? How did an eight-year-old learn about Jack the Ripper? Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't know. I have no idea where that started, 
And it's not like I'm like one of these fangirls that like pen pals prison inmates. Yeah. And like they're, I'm not like a serial killer like groupie or anything, but it just, I think it's just like the, the psychology behind it. Like, yeah. What makes that like, why? Yeah. Like what goes wrong in someone's head that they think they need to go and remove body parts? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where that started from, but like, Jack the Ripper was definitely one of my first, like, oh my God, what? I need to know more. <laughs> I, I, it's so hard because it's like, that's so cool, but it's not cool. No. But it's like, cause it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and Lizzie Borden was definitely an early one also, which it's like, really you're, you're buying your eight year old like information how on manual? how somebody butchered their parents. Um, yeah. I don't know where that stuff came from, but there it is. Interesting. Now, were, were you going to say your belief, what your beliefs were on the story or you just that you were f- knew about it from an early age? I got confused. No, just, I think I said my theories already. Okay. Was just that I don't think she worked alone. Oh, yeah. I think that it. I think that she was involved. And they even said like, if even if it wasn't her, she knows who it was. Like, there's no way she couldn't. Yeah. Um. But there were a lot of things that went wrong in that investigation. Um. Like they did the court the. Yeah, the coroner's inquest mm-hmm. after the funeral, and that's how, um, they charged her, was because the friend admitted she saw her burning the dress and they were like oh why is she burning the dress like that's suspicious and mm-hmm. they arrested her when she testified she was subpoenaed to testify at the inquest because they you know and they're like well where were you what were you doing and blah 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 and her story kind of flip-flopped where she's like oh well you know i was in the barn doing this mm-hmm. and then it would change. Oh, well, I was in the barn doing this, like for a different reason. Okay. Or I was in the kitchen or like, you know, like things changed, but then it comes out that she had been prescribed, um, something, some kind of drug to like okay. chill her out. Oh, um, I don't remember what it was, but some kind of like a, a low grade tranquilizer or something like that, you know? Okay. Um, so it's like, well, is it because she's a bad liar or is it because she's fucking high and she doesn't remember. know what she's saying? Yeah. And she <laughs> can't remember. So like all these different things and like the thing with her buying the poison, but like, or trying to buy the poison, but she bought it after that they were sick. And then it's like, well, were they really sick or were they poisoned? Because, yeah, you know, or is it just a coincidence Um, as far as the breaking goes, that could have been her. Maybe she was conspiring with somebody else who broke in and she told them, go straight here for the money and jewelry. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing, they had this theory that she actually did it naked so that she could clean off Mm -hmm. and not ruin her clothes. But then if that's the case, why is she burning the dress? Yeah. So it's like all these different things, like they're all great theories, but they all kind of contradict each other and nothing really like comes together to like cohesively say that she did it. Yeah. Like there's enough reasonable doubt there to be like, it might not have been her. And by the law, if you have any, like yeah. as a juror, if that's reasonable doubt. Yep. 
So I don't think it's that mind boggling that she was acquitted, but I do also think that her family status came into play. Probably. But I would be interested to stay there. I'd probably either stay, like, sleep in either her room or Andrew and Abby's room. I would not sleep in the guest room. No. I would investigate the guest room. I would not sleep in the guest room. Meow. It's a podcat. They're watching something outside the window. Birds. So what's your story? My story is, bear with me on the names because it's from India. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be fun. Bangra Fort Rajasthan. Okay, so this fort is situated at the edge of um, a lusciously green expanse of Shariska Tiger Reserve. So it's on the edge of a tiger reserve. What? Between Alwar and Jaipur. And it is not, it's not very far away from Delhi. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not. Yeah. And um, so it was very difficult to get any history on this place. I have plethora of hauntings, but no history. Like I have several personal experiences in detail, but hardly any history on this thing. That's always frustrating and disappointing to me because I want to know the, see, that's the psychology. I want to know the why, (laughs) but why is this happening? Yes. So there is what looks like uh, several different plaques in different languages up near the fort. And that's, Seeing a picture of one of these is where I got most of the history from. Um, so it said the city of Bangra was established in 1573 during the rule of Bagwat Das as the residence of his second son, Madho Singh, the younger brother of Emperor Akbar's general. Man Singh the first. I'm sorry. Wasn't General Akbar in Star Wars? Wasn't he the fish guy? I thought I knew the name from somewhere. That was him, right? (laughs) (laughs) That name sounds so familiar. Like, where do I know that? I thought I was like, (laughs) it's a trap. Exactly. I did not make that connection while I was researching. Um, And the next ruler of the city was his son, Madho's son. Chatar Singh? I really thought you were going to say Chatari. (laughs) There's your Avengers reference for today. After whose death in 1630... Bangra slowly declined. When the Mughal Empire became weaker after the death of Aurangzeb, Ji Singh II attached Bangra to his state by force in 1720. After this, 
Bangra diminished in population, and since the famine of 1783, the city has remained uninhabited. That's fine. Whatever. We'll leave it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's been abandoned for a long, long time. And there are two legends about why it, like, declines and, like, was abandoned in a couple hundred years here. So the first legend is about a guy named Guru Balanath. So it says that Guru Balanath used the area for his meditation spot and Madho Singh gained his approval to build his um, fort there. But um, the Guru Balanath said, the moment the shadow of the palace touches me, the city will be no more. And then uh, uh, subsequent rulers of the place didn't heed the warning and built onto it up instead of sideways and the shadow overtook the um, guru's home, I guess, and the fort was doomed. And ever since then, when a house is built in the area around, around in the area, the roof would the roof would collapse. And um, it is interesting to note that the tomb of Guru Balunath can be found among the ruins at the fort. So maybe based on reality, maybe not. And the other legend is of a princess named (laughs) Ratanavi and a black magician named Sing Singhaya. So Ratanavi was a princess of Bangra and she was said to be like the most beautiful girl in the land type thing. And the this magician was in love with her but knew that if he like just presented himself as a normal suitor, she would not marry him. So he tried to use his dark magic to taint some kind of body thingy, like oil or like makeup or something, some kind of, I can't think of the word, because one story said oil and another story said some other kind of thing, like, like a cream maybe that she would put on her face. Cosmetic. Something like that, a cosmetic of some kind. Um, but before she put it on, she like smelled something off about it. And so she just like, nope. And she poured it out onto a rock. And then the rock apparently fell in love with this dark magician and crushed him. The rock fell. Well, cause they don't specifically say that, but they say like the rock then like rolled on top of him and like, I would assume that means the rock fell in love with him and wanted to get as close to him as possible. Just got horny. 
And then um, with his dying breath, he um, cursed the town to or the settlement. He's being crushed to death by the rock that was in love with him. Yep. And then he cursed the the fort to be um, to death that it was going to die too. And then in the war between Bangra and Ajabra, which is another fort nearby. I heard, I thought you were saying Ajabs. <laughs> the, the princess was assassinated. Oh. So she met a bad end as well. Well, that sucks. So that, I thought when you use she smelled something off about the, the oil. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be poisoned, but it was a love potion. Yeah. Love potion number nine. And that was all I got That's for the history. the history. And that was it. The factual history of rocks falling in love with. <laughs> no, those were people. legends. I said those were legends. I know. <laughs> but yes, the, the history was very minuscule. But I mean, I didn't really realize the dates, but it was only around for two, about 200 years. So. And so it was 15, a long time ago. Like the 15 something. Yeah, 1570s to 1780s. 17. And I don't know how good uh, record keepers they were back then. <laughs> I mean, some some civilizations were better at it than others. Yeah. Well, like the 1500s, I feel like you usually get a little more factual mm-hmm. as opposed to like back in like ad yeah or where stuff is one. like more legend and more superstitious yeah um i mean i think it's fair to say that a love potion forcing a rock to fall in love with a person and then crush <laughs> it to death trying to rape it is probably not really fact <laughs> No, I mean, I did say it was a legend. No, I know, but I'm just... Yeah, but I mean... I'm saying typically you would get more factual stuff at that time period. Than that, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that, yeah, I'm saying this is an exception. <laughs> I feel like the shadow thing might be... Because you said that there was a famine, right? In 1783? Uh, y- Yes. So I feel like the thing with the building being built really tall and causing mm-hmm. a shadow, that might be more realistic because yeah. then the sun maybe couldn't, maybe the shadow was blocking oh, yeah. crops and the sun couldn't get to them and nothing grew. And Hey, look at you family. putting logic together. <laughs> I did that, the logic today. That I wasn't even thinking about. Oh. That's the first place my brain went. <laughs> Look at me, logic science. Yes. Good for you. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> and so on to the haunting. Yes. <laughs> um, locals claim to have heard women screaming and crying, bangles breaking. And I'm assuming that means like. Bangles like wrist. Yeah, the stuff on the bracelets. Bracelets, yeah. I was like wrist things. <laughs> wrist things. The wrist yeah. jewels. Yep. And um, strange music emanating from the fort. Emanating. There have been instances where a s- special perfume. I don't know what they mean by special perfume. Expensive. Rare. 
Maybe, or um, something that's only used for um, ceremonies or something, um, was emanating from Bangra for along with ghostly shadows and inexplicable lights. Some people have felt the strange sensation of being followed and even slapped by invisible entities. And it's believed that if a person enters the fort after sunset, he or she will never ever come out of it again yo that is untrue because one of my stories is from people that went in at night and came (laughs) out again and they were like (laughs) mic drop bitches (laughs) but um okay so the first one was um you know what i'm not sure what gender any of these people are (laughs) um so it says i i am from alwar and i was only nine years old when this happened One day I was walking near the fort with my father when an unknown man started walking by our side. We tried to get rid of him, but he was desperate to tell us the real story behind this haunted fort. My father carried me and walked fast to get rid of him. The plan worked, but when we turned to see if he was still following us, he had disappeared. People who were around us told us that there had been nobody following us. And that was the first one and then those ones always give me chills <laughs> and then there's then there's nobody there yeah <laughs> there was no one there okay so the next one is after hearing all the horror stories my friends and i decided to go to Bangra fort during the night we reached there around 8 30 p.m and started exploring the place around 12 30 a.m we heard a female voice shouting from the fort and we decided to leave Horrified by what had happened, we all started running toward the main gate, and right then, a wall fell in front of us. What? We started running again till we finally got to a, got out of the fort. I mean, this is really a really tumbled-down fort, so, I mean, it's possible a wall could fall in front of them. No, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that happened, but it just, that's scary. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then there's this next one. It was the winter of 2011. We had heard a lot of stories about Bangroff Fort, so we decided to go there and check out ourselves. Check it out for ourselves. The fort closes at 5 p.m., but we had come this far and decided to see the fort anyway. We bribed the keeper, who then let us sneak in. An hour into the fort, we were hanging around and laughing because we didn't witness anything paranormal. Just when we were about to leave, we saw a man sitting near a window with iron grills. He looked completely zoned out and wasn't looking at us. Wait, I'm sorry. Iron grills on the window? Yeah. Like a bar. Okay. I was thinking <laughs> the... Camp m- grills? N- no. Oh. You know, like Ryan, <laughs> their teeth? That douchebag Ryan Lochte that we went to elementary school with. <laughs> he had the, the gold grill. Yeah. I was thinking like iron grills like on his teeth. <laughs> uh, no. Um, we looked closer in the room to see who it was when my friend said, Banchad room ka darwaza nai haya. Which means? I, I tried several different languages that are native to India to figure this out. Um, none of them came back word perfect, but what it appears to mean is something like, Oh, there's no room behind that door. Something like that. So, like, 
there's the wall there, but apparently there was like maybe no floor or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so where is that person? Where'd they go? Yeah. Why did, why is this in English? And they quoted their friend in another language instead of just saying, I don't know. They said, I, I don't know. I don't know if it didn't translate well into English, whatever he said. But, um, so after the friend said that, the figure smirked at us, scared out of our wits, we just ran away. Hmm. Like, ha ha, you can't follow me in here. <laughs> the last thing is just that people constantly feel like they're being watched and the air is charged with a dizzying heaviness. Hmm. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but I guess I it's most people. And then the Archaeological Survey of India cautions visitors not to venture into the premises after dark. Like, this is... Because they'll never come out. No, I'm kidding. Because it's dangerous. Because it's falling apart. Yeah. But um, it's also... so I think some of it has to do with the haunting, though. Because they say it's a legally haunted ha- place. What? Like, like they, I'm sorry. So, like, this, like... I don't know, legal that it's haunted. Like they, they like, have a legal parameter to determine a haunting. I guess so. I, I came love across that. I came across it like a couple times that it's legal it's a legally haunted place. Oh my god, no, that's so cool. <laughs> Why can't we do that? I love that. Well, Japan has that law where Oh yeah. With the if you move if somebody died in in a premise, you have to tell. Yes. The person who's moving in. Only the next person, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why, like, that, like, Karen was saying that one place was empty for, like, 20 years because you have to tell the next person and nobody will move in. <laughs> but because they don't, because yeah, it might be haunted. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I love that, like, that's, a, like, a legal recognition. Yeah, there's different cultures have... Interesting practices. Yeah, mm-hmm. there. <laughs> That's the word. Well, I mean, I think it's stupid to, to insist that these things aren't real because there's so much evidence mm-hmm. of, like, there's so many things that, like, you cannot explain In a way that does not support yeah, a haunting. I'm trying to like word it smartly, <laughs> but you can't, there's no way to prove that ghosts don't exist at all. Yeah. It's, oh, what is that phrase? It's like, you can't, you can't use the absence of proof to prove yeah. that something doesn't exist. There's. There's a way to word it, and I, I can't know. think of it right now. Like it's like a it's a famous phrase, yeah, but I know. like that's essentially what it means, right? Like you yeah. can't like the yeah. But then you have these things like, and you know, like haters will always be like, "Oh, it's fake." Like someone faked it, mm-hmm. and it's like there's. I had this one friend, and I say had just because we fell out of touch and haven't spoken in years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very logical, very scientific. And she's very much like 
if I don't have it in front of me, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And we got into like a heated debate and that was essentially her argument. And I was like, okay, well I have experienced X, Y, Z. So how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. And she goes, I can't because like that couldn't have happened. And I'm okay. (laughs) So I'm telling you that it, yeah, I'm telling you that it did. Like, you know me, you know that I'm not crazy. Like I don't suffer from any mental disorder that would cause me to hallucinate something. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a liar. Like I wouldn't just make this up for the fun of it. Some people do. And those are the people that, you know, ruin it for everybody else. Yeah. But it, and then it, she's just like, she kept insisting, well, that's not possible. Well, that's not possible. Like, but you can't say that it's not possible just because you haven't experienced it. Yeah. So like from your like scientific logical brain, if I'm like, assume for a moment that what I'm telling you is facts, 100%, explain it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can't. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you can't say that it's not real. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's the thing. Like, that's, you know, some people are just so closed-minded. It just ah, irritates me. Yeah, that was all. Mine seemed like it was short. It did feel short. I think mine was super long for some reason. <laughs> I think because I get excited about history and I think I, I went a little too much into the history aspect of mine. Well, it was interesting. I learned some stuff I didn't know about the story. So, Oh, I could do probably a whole episode just theorizing and going into <laughs> Like I had to stop myself because I had so much. There's so much more. There was so much more I could have said and gone into, but like I didn't even go into like the trial. I didn't go into like yeah. I just did a brief rundown like. And then I was like, this feels like too much history. Let me That's not. okay. Well, I mean, if you don't get a whole lot of hauntings, but they're good ones, you can flush it out with some history. <laughs> well, I feel like those missed pictures, you guys can Google it. It'll come right up. But um, I feel like those are pretty good. I mean, they're pretty famous. I feel like if you've taken any kind of interest in Lizzie Borden mm-hmm. or the Borden house, I feel like you've seen them. Um. But, yeah, any place with a gift shop is probably not haunted. Your face is a gift shop, Steve. I know. (laughs) Well, I was so disappointed because I love Steve. Yeah. And the way he said that, I was just like, what? Excuse you? Any place with a gift shop. Yeah. Oh, well. He can be forgiven. That was a long time ago. Forgive you, Steve. <laughs> I'm sure that means the world to you. Some random podcasters forgiving me. I yeah. feel validated. I know, right? <laughs> anyway. So, hey, you guys. Remember to enter our contest. If yes. you have an idea, go name yourself. <laughs> That's funny. I know. <laughs> it, I came up with it. Of course it is. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, DM us, email us. You know our deets. Uh, I said deets. I'm from the 90s. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Follow yes. our social shit. My Fave Haunting or My Favorite Haunting. You'll find us. Just Google us. I'm sure everything will come up. Will it? I should Google us just to <laughs> see what comes up. That would be interesting. I have never done that either. Hmm. 
I haven't Googled myself in a while either. Probably should try that. You're supposed to do that periodically. Oh, you are? Yeah. See if someone's stealing your identity or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I have someone with my exact same name that lives in Montana. That's funny. Same middle initial, too. That's funny. It's your clone. <sighs> That's all I got. Thanks for potting with us. Yes, and pot again next time. <laughs> same pod channel. iTunes. that's where all the pods go oh that was a show she stretched out but then she kept with her feet (laughs) she's like nope that wasn't far enough I need to go farther farther